It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is 7 News with Natalie Barr. Good morning. Flags will fly at half-mast today to honour the three US firefighters who lost their lives when a water-bombing aircraft crashed near the Snowy Mountains township of Peakview. An investigation has now been launched to try to work out what happened. Coulson's Aviation Bomber 134, a firefighting aircraft brought in from Canada to help turn the tide in the bushfire fight. Its crew of three Americans taking to the skies to save lives, yesterday losing their own when they slammed into the ground. Yeah, fire comes, it's just uh, of all the flames. Over. They came down in dense bushland near Peakview, east of Cooma. Tragically, uh, there appears to be no survivors as a result of the, of the crash. This unconfirmed video of the crash scene. It's going to come down right on top of us. It was a C-130 Hercules. It arrived in August on lease from Canadian company Coulson Aviation. Its mission, bombing a fire in the snowy Monero region. It demonstrates the dangerous work currently being undertaken and it also demonstrates the conditions that our firefighters are working under. Seven News has been told it's incinerated. It took off from Richmond base just after midday and was due to return there two hours later. Instead, it dropped off the radar before hitting the ground at over 285 kilometres an hour. The C-130 Hercules can carry 15,000 litres of water or retardant and be on the scene of the blaze within seconds. But the environment they operate in is challenging. As a standard precaution, uh, Coulson's have grounded uh, their large air tankers. Now three more names added to the firefighters' honour roll, alongside Jeff Keaton, Andrew O'Dwyer, Sam McPaul and Victoria's Bill Slade. Our thoughts are not just with the families and friends and loved ones, but also for anybody who feels impacted. A stark reminder. The fire season is far from over. A cool change across New South Wales is set to bring fire crews a reprieve this morning after a day of extreme temperatures and strong winds. Yesterday, Sydney endured a scorching day with temperatures soaring above 40 degrees for much of the city. Nightfall brought little relief. It was a sticky 30 degrees in the city at midnight, making for a re restless night. There's also been some rain in the past few hours, but it's combined with the dust in the air to coat windows and cars across Sydney with a thin layer of dirt. Experts can't say how long it will take Melbourne's Yarra River to return to normal, turned brown thanks to dirt, dust and debris. 
Melbourne was hit with a similar dust storm yesterday, which blanketed the city. It's also caused some unexpected side effects. There's an unprecedented rush for cleaning chemicals, with swimming pools across the city turned a murky brown, thanks to all the dust. Rescuers have failed to find any trace of a worker missing after an earth collapse at Tasmania's Henty Gold Mine. A robotic camera and a thermal imaging drone deployed at the site failed to find any signs of life. The man was working in a loader, filling a truck while on a night shift. Police say they have grave fears for his safety. There's been another twist in the coronavirus epidemic which has the world on alert. Health authorities have confirmed a person in Sydney is in quarantine this morning after possibly contracting the potentially deadly disease. They've been quarantined in hospital for investigation. That person was not on board a plane that arrived in Sydney from the epicentre in China yesterday where the death toll now stands at 17. Doctors screened every passenger on that flight as it arrived but found no trace of the virus. The Prime Minister is reportedly considering a cabinet reshuffle as the fallout continues over the sports rort scandal. Scott Morrison is awaiting a report into whether Bridget McKenzie breached Chris. ministerial standards in the Grant saga or for failing to declare she was a member of a shooting club which received cash. If the senator is found to have a conflict of interest, she's likely to get the sack from the ministry. News Corp reports the government wants to have the issue resolved before Parliament resumes next month. A bombshell interview from Meghan's estranged father, Thomas Markle, appears to have backfired, with fans rallying behind the Sussexes, condemning his decision to speak out against the royal family and his daughter. Thomas Markle didn't hold back, bearing intimate details and claiming he should be paid for the inconvenience the royals have caused him. They owe me. The royals owe me. Harry owes me. Meghan owes me. What I've been through... I should be rewarded for. For more, I'm joined by 7 News Europe Bureau Chief Hugh Whitfeld in London. Hugh, has there been any reaction from the Royals? Well, Nat, no formal reaction from the Sussexes, but royal experts believe Meghan will be, quote, uh, hating every minute of the documentary that's yet to air in North America. We do know that the Sussexes are already not happy with Thomas Markle and they're suing a British newspaper for publishing a private letter Meghan sent to her father. Now, Thomas Markle has admitted he's still earning royalties from staged paparazzi shots and he lied to his son-in-law. The Duke and Duchess of Sussex now trying to avoid a public life, while Meghan's estranged father instead speaks openly about very private details. Thomas Markle selling his story and harshly criticising his daughter. I want Harry and Meghan to see this video and know that this is not fair. He claims he was abandoned and he's now owed a debt for the pain the royal family has caused him. They owe me. The royals owe me. Harry owes me. Meghan owes me. My daughter told me that when I reach my senior years, she'll take care of me. I'm in my senior years now. I'm 75 years old. So it's time to look after Daddy. Though admitting he's still being paid for the infamous staged paparazzi shots and lied to Prince Harry on the eve of the wedding. I lied to him. I'm not proud of that, but I did. The interview has divided opinion, but it's the Sussexes whose reaction the world is waiting on. I don't know what Meghan will say. Um, 
she'll probably be upset um, because Harry and Meghan don't seem to think I should ever talk to anyone. It's been a tumultuous time for the couple, but they're not without their own supporters. You know, I support them 1,000%. He had to make the decision to back away from his family in, even, in order to move forward in peace. And there's been a fair bit of reaction here from commentators, some believing that uh, it's probably the right decision the Markles have made to keep themselves away from Thomas Markle and keep baby Archie away from Meghan's father, but also questions as to why the palace and the royal family didn't reach out to Thomas Markle, especially long before the wedding, to, I guess, protect him from the media onslaught that he faced. Another drama to add to what has been a dramatic month for the Sussexes, Nat. Thanks, Hugh. A former Hollywood movie mogul, Harvey Weinstein, has come face to face with the first of his accusers as his landmark sexual assault trial continues in New York. 7 News US correspondent Paul Caddick is at the Manhattan Criminal Courthouse. Paul, one alleged victim has just testified against him. Good morning, Nat. That's right. Soprano star Annabella Sciorra fought back tears as she told the court here in New York this morning about how Harvey Weinstein raped her in her New York apartment back in the early 90s. She said it happened after a dinner with a group of friends, a group of people, including Harvey Weinstein, saying he suddenly appeared at her front door effectively barged his way in. He was removing his shirt as she was telling him to leave. He kept coming at me, she told the court. I felt overpowered because he was very big. He shoved me on the bed. I was punching him. I was kicking him. I was just trying to get away from him. He put my hands over my head to hold me back and he raped me. Now, the 59-year-old said at the time she didn't report it to police because she didn't know if what had happened was a crime. She confronted Weinstein about it a few weeks later and says his response was menacing was threatening when he said, this stays between you and I. She said she tried to get back to her normal life and became emotional here when she said that she instead withdrew from family and friends, saying she began drinking and she began to harm herself. Now, Harvey Weinstein isn't charged with a crime over this alleged assault on Annabelle Sciorra because under New York law, it happened too long ago. But prosecutors say that... Uh, prosecutors hope that her testimony will help show a pattern of behaviour by Harvey Weinstein as they seek to prove predatory sexual assault uh, charges... Uh, and assaults on two other women here in New York. And those charges carry penalties of between 10 years and life in prison. The trial continues. Nat. OK, thank you, Paul. In other news today, a Perth mother has an urgent warning for all parents about the dangers of relying on a pool fence to protect children from drowning. Crystal posted a video of her three-year-old wheeling his toy car up to the fence and climbing onto the roof. He swings the gate open and within seconds, he and his baby sister are poolside. The video has been viewed more than one and a half million times. She hopes it will show parents just how easy it could be for children to drown. New technology is set to revolutionise how we stay safe on the beach with warnings all trackable with the click of a button. The Wi-Fi will be rolled out at a number of Sydney beaches in the hope of reducing the number of deaths in our waters. A simple swipe of your mobile phone could one day save your life. 
The state government is trialling Wi-Fi that allows beachgoers to log on and get updated conditions. We're using drones now to see where the rips and the sharks are and, and the use of uh, Wi-Fi on the beach will make it a little bit safer. Everything from currents, tides and rips will be updated by club captains. In addition, shark sightings, jellyfish and if the trial is successful, it will one day warn swimmers about blue bottles. There'll be no excuse for people not to have those safety messages right there in real time. The trial is currently running at four beaches in New South Wales, North Wollongong, North Cronulla, Byron Bay and Bronte Beach here in Sydney. I think that's an appropriate place for these trials to occur. They're very, very popular destinations. Millions of people from right around the world visit our state's beaches every year, meaning that the language barrier can make it very difficult for tourists to adhere to the safety warnings. That's why this new system will be multilingual. Last year, 44 people were killed on our beaches here in New South Wales. With the new technology, the government hopes that number will dramatically decrease. The trial will continue until the end of summer. Peter Fegan, 7 News. High winds have caused a crane to smash into the side of James Packer's $2 billion casino development at Barangaroo in Sydney. The crane was whipped around on its axis as strong gusts caused havoc on the construction site. It smashed into one of the building's glass windows. The site was closed at the time and no one was injured. An unusual cold snap has left people in Florida facing some truly bizarre warnings in the US. Temperatures have plummeted to around four degrees in the typically warmer climate, causing iguanas to freeze and fall from trees. The cold-blooded reptiles slow as temperatures drop. But authorities say they're not dead and will regain consciousness as the sun warms them up. The cold snap also brought a group of manatees together, huddling closer in warmer waters near Tampa. It's one of those things we all should do, but only half of us actually have, writing up a will. Now, a new service promises to cut the process to an easy 20 minutes and avoid the prospect of having bureaucrats determine the carve-up of our wealth. New parents, Annabelle and David, have faced the usual big decisions since Tilly arrived. Like how to protect her if anything happens to them. Maybe it was a bit of putting it in the too hard basket. Few want to discuss wills. People hear the word will and they're expecting a long, protracted legal process, thousands of dollars. Adam Lubovsky runs SafeWill a website where creating a will takes 20 minutes and costs $190. It's legally binding and covers division of assets, gifts, funeral arrangements and custody. We've made it really easy for people to appoint guardians for their children and for their pets. Each application is scrutinised. To make sure that they haven't done anything that would invalidate the will in court and to make sure that they haven't done anything that might obviously lead the estate to be contested. Safe will isn't for everyone. For some, bespoke advice is essential. It's very important if you've got assets in different locations, if you have a complex financial structure around the family. Nearly 10 million Australian adults don't have a valid will. That's half of us. While death and money are uncomfortable topics, getting the conversation started early can avoid a lot of conflict and confusion later on. If you die without a will, the government tells you how your estate should be distributed. That might not be what the testator wants. Gemma Acton, 7 News.
To sport now and Sydney Sixers opener Josh Philippi has overshadowed the returning test stars in the Sixers' eight-wicket victory over the Brisbane Heat at the Gabba. Chris Lynn was clean bowled for just seven runs in what was the start of the Heat collapse. Man of the summer, Manus Labuschagne, went for three. Labuschagne to Smith if you don't mind. Well, I'll tell you what, you've got to give someone some credit for that, and that's Jordan Silk. Chasing 126, James Vince and Josh Philippi made light work of the target. Vince cruising to his first big bash century and Philippi 52 not out. The Sixers have reclaimed second spot on the ladder following their win against the Brisbane Heat. The top five teams qualify for the finals. Tonight, the Sydney Thunder take on the Hobart Hurricanes in Hobart before the Perth Scorchers take on the Adelaide Strikers at Optus Stadium in Perth. Nick Kyrgios has apologised to his team after ranting at them during his second round victory over Gillies Simon at the Australian Open. Kyrgios was in control of the second set when he was harshly given a time violation, to which Kyrgios responded to by imitating Rafael Nadal's pre-serve routine. After losing the third set, Kyrgios then unleashed on his supporters' box, seemingly unhappy with their words of support. So creative. Nick just and talking to his support so crew. Thanks, man. Thanks. As Rafa was cruising to a straight sets win, a stray shot hit a ball girl in the face in a touching moment of sportsmanship. World number one went to check on the girl before giving her a hug and a kiss on the cheek. Australian surfer Owen Wright has reached new heights in a remarkable comeback from brain injury. He's been provisionally chosen as one of four Aussies who'll paddle into the history books in Tokyo as surfing appears at the Olympics for the first time. Pioneers of a new Olympic frontier. How cool is this, eh? When surfing taboos in Tokyo, these Aussies will be our trailblazers. Just to walk out in that opening ceremony, man, I'm just getting tingles thinking about it. It's a monumental achievement for Owen Wright. Four years after a pipeline wipeout and devastating brain injury, he's learned to talk again, walk again, stunned all by winning his comeback at Snapper Rocks, now this. In the journey that I've been through in the last few years and, and to be selected was just like, wow, like, I've worked my butt off. Owen is a special individual. I'm just so happy that he's, he's back, healthy, strong. Julian Wilson's own journey has been dramatic. The infamous shark encounter with Mick Fanning at Jay Bay, now a dad for the second time. The team culture means they're not alone in the waves. As much as we're competing individually, I think we definitely have each other's back. Seven-time world beater Steph Gilmore knows the big stage better than most. Awesome team. Then I think we'll show up and do really well and we'll probably, I'd say, bring home a gold medal. Sally Fitzgibbon thought her Olympic dream ended when she quit athletics. Now she likes our chances. It's possible for any of us to bring home gold medals and if, well, I'm hoping that it's gold and silver. One more qualifying event in El Salvador and barring injury, this is where they'll compete, Surigasaki Beach. Brazil and the United States are the main competition in Japan where the waves are only expected to be small. So the Aussies will need their full bag of tricks and those best at grabbing air could be grabbing gold. Having the aerials in your arsenal is going to be key for, a, for an Olympic medal, I think. Who knows what heights they'll reach.
Taking a look at the weather around the country now. Brisbane, a possible shower and 33. Sydney, possible showers and 28 today. Canberra, sunny, 29. Melbourne, mostly sunny for you and 24 today. Hobart, possible showers and 22 degrees. Adelaide, mostly sunny and 23. Perth, sunny and warm, 31 today. Darwin, possible thunderstorms, 32 for you. That is Seven's early news for this Friday, the 24th of January. I'm Natalie Barr. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.